how to receive from God this is what we have been talking about and we are still on it we are not done with talking about it yet we want to read the scripture we have been reading for some time the book of John chapter 15 the words of the Lord Jesus in verse 7 it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you he said by this is my father glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples now, I've been explaining the fact that when we want to receive from God, the basis upon which we come is the mercy of God, which is summarized in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. That he said, whatever you ask the Father, you must ask in my name. That's in John chapter 16. And how do we ask in his name? We ask with the background that is what we have in our mind when we utter the name Jesus. It is not just a mantra or a chant. We are saying that this is a person who is introducing me to the Father who has wiped away my sins. And he is a personification of all the promises of God. Everything that God ever promised, they are found in the Lord Jesus Christ. They are confirmed in the Lord Jesus. So looking at these words in the book of John chapter 15 that we just read, we see that to be his disciples is a foundation for an effective prayer life. We said that we must be transformed into the reasoning of God. We must be transformed into how God thinks. If we read from that Isaiah 55, God said the problem he had with people, why it seemed like he couldn't help them, was because their ways were not his ways, because their thoughts were not his thoughts. So disciples are those who are converting, they are converting by the active process of learning their thoughts to the thoughts of God. They are converting by that active process of learning their ways to the ways of God. That is, I'm learning how God reasons, I'm learning how God says I should reason. I'm learning the mindset of God so that my works can be acceptable to him. And if I'm thinking the way he's thinking, I find it easy to get answers to my prayers. John said, once I, that is in 1 John chapter 5, once I'm thinking like that, my thought process becomes the will of God. So I ask according to my desires, and then whatever I ask is done for me. It is not that I'm so sure that God wants me to marry Jane, or I'm so sure God wants me to marry uh, Benedicta. No, it is that my relationship with the opposite sex is purified by the word of God. The reason why I want to marry is purified by the word of God so that my thought is actually the will of God. You understand my point? So it's only many of those things. It's only when God has given those things to us that we, we, we know that indeed this was a gift of God. Before that, what we just do is make sure our thought processes are in line with the thinking process of God, which is what is called the will of God. So for us to be able to achieve that, we must be disciples indeed. There was something I said last time, and I must say it again. And that's the fact that sometimes when we pray to God, you know, like I gave an example, that we read his word. God is fulfilling his promises in our lives. He said, I'm watching over my word to perform it. So when we want answer to prayers, we hold on to his promises. I gave some example last time that we may say that, all right, no good thing will live withhold from those who walk uprightly, like he said in the book of Psalms. And in Psalm 23, he said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. So I carry those words to God in prayer. And I say, Lord, this is what you say. And this my, there's lack in my life. I can't pay my rent. I can't pay my children's school fees. And these are the issues that I'm having. And I go and pray that deliver me from it according to your promises. David will say, quicken me or make me alive. Let me experience 
goodness in this life according to thy word. It's just what this word says that we are trying to align ourselves to. So God now says, all right, this poverty matter, it is not every time I just rain. In fact, I rarely do that. Just rain money out of heaven for you. Once in a while to get you out of crisis, I can do that. God now says, all right, I will show you the process. I begin to teach you. Now, I want to emphasize that because I said I will do that, all right, last time when I was closing. And what I just want to emphasize today is that sometimes the answers of God to prayer, people don't recognize it. I need to emphasize that. We say how to receive from God. One of the things that helps you receive from God is to know that there are different ways by which he answers prayers. There was a time I needed a lot of money. I remember what God gave me was a lot of wisdom. And what did that wisdom say to me? The wisdom showed me that I did not need money. <laughs> you get to my point? There was a time one man of God, you know, his church, they were expanding, they were increasing. All right? So the man was praying for more land, praying for God to give them extra land so that they could expand. He said the Holy Spirit just opened his eyes one day and he saw suddenly how to use the land he already had. Suddenly they built a new structure in a different shape, all right, with many floors. And that instantly solved a lot of problems for them. They still expanded later, but that immediate answer was not by God giving him the land he asked for, but by giving him wisdom to use the one that he already had. Are you getting my point? That is, God answers prayers in different ways. And one of the reasons why people miss his answers is that they think there's just one way by which he will answer the prayer. For example, the people of Israel, they were expecting a Messiah. The only Messiahs they understood were military Messiahs. The only Messiahs they understood were well, a combination of political and military messiahs. They will come as the ruler, gather the people, shake off the oppression, you understand, of the Romans, or their, of their conquerors. But when God sent his messiah, he was a gentle messiah. He was a meek messiah. He was a man that was so meek that the Bible says, bruised reed, he will not break. He was so meek that, you know, a, a smoldering wick, he will not extinguish. That is, he was very meek. So meek that even John the Baptist that introduced him was confused. At the point in time, he had to ask, are you the one to come or we should expect another? Are you getting the point I'm making? Because the, the, that was not the Messiah they were used to. But what was the kind of Messiah that God sent? God's Messiah came and said, first of all, I must tackle your sins. Because the reason why you keep on going into bondage is because of iniquity. Now we have to come and wash you thoroughly from inside out. And they rebelled against that Messiah and crucified him. And that's the problem. Sometimes, you know, we are praying to God for something, but God brings that thing by process. I want to, I want to emphasize that. You know, people think that anything that God does just comes out perfectly. You know, the other day I was studying the scriptures, and I found out that even in creation, it was not everything that God did that he said was good. It's not everything that God did that came out suddenly perfect. Not everything. How do I know? Because at the point in time, he made the man, he looked at the man and said, this man is not good. That is, it is not good that this man be alone. Then he began to fine-tune the man that he made. Are you getting my point? That is, we said, look at this, it was good. And even those things that he said was good, you will see they also came out in a process. That's why the Bible tells you that there was evening and there was morning the first day. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. That tells you that it was not just the instant he spoke that everything came out perfect. The evening and morning tells you that there was a process. You understand what I'm trying to say there? And in the case of the man, we saw it. He made him, the man was okay. At the point in time, he looked and said, this man is not good. That is, what was wrong with him? He cannot fully fulfill the thing that we want him to fulfill while he's yet alone. Therefore, we will improve things for him. We will improve things for him. What am I going to say? The answers of God, sometimes they are like that. They also don't come perfect. My best example all the time is the issue of marriage. All right? A woman is praying. I want God to give me a husband that is rich. 
You understand? Uncomfortable. You understand? And then when God brings the husband, he doesn't look rich. And he does, he's not comfortable. But he's not going to die like that. Are you getting my point? This is the man that will be rich tomorrow. In the next five years, he's going to be markedly improved. In the next 10 years, he's going to be extremely settled. In the next 20 years, you wouldn't believe how influential this man will be. But today, he does not look like that. Are you getting my point? So you see, sometimes when God brings something into our life, we don't realize that God actually takes something through a process. But because of lack of faith, now I must emphasize that, because of lack of faith, we reject the things that God actually wants us to have. Listen to this. God answers prayers. I need to emphasize that. Because that is what faith is. Whatever we are going to receive from God, the Bible says we must be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. The reason why patience is necessary is that sometimes the answers of God actually evolve until it becomes perfect the way we would like it. I'll continue to explain that one next time. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening. And may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.